In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. This morning, I'm going to be starting a series which I simply tie to running with a God-sized vision. It's going to be a two-week series. In other words, I'm going to start today, then I'm going to end it next Sunday, and on Friday, we're going to bat. Somebody say bat. We're going to bat it because, you know, any series that is not backed up with power has no relevance because at the end of the day, it's just going to be mere talk. Paul said, he said, my preaching was not just with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but they were in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. And power is a function of prayer. Jesus walked in power because he was dedicated to prayer. When you excuse yourself from prayer, power vacates your life. Should I say it again? When you excuse yourself from what? Prayer. Power what? Vacates your life. Because when you trade in prayer, you handle with what? Power. So running with a God-sized vision. Running with a God-sized vision. There are different kinds of vision. Organizations have vision. Individuals, not necessarily saved people. Generally, people have vision. In fact, there are great organizations all over the world that are doing amazing things. Because they had a clear vision and they've been running with this vision some for several decades. And they've been able to build an empire. They've been able to impact nations. For example, United Arab Emirates. Has anybody been to United Arab Emirates? If you've been to Dubai or what's the other name? Abu, Abu Dhabi. Can you wave your hands? You've been there before. I don't know if you loved it. Come on. I mean, I loved everything about the place apart from the heat. The place is beautiful. And it's amazing that you can have, you can have such a, a beautiful place in its desert. Desert. But they turn desert to a desirable place. I don't even know if there's another, another I mean, vacation destination that is more visited than, you know, United Arab Emirates presently. People fly there from all over the world. Why? Because they had a leader with vision. Who was not necessarily saved, but he had vision. I don't even know what I'm talking about. He had a vision. Dubai, they, they are, I mean, United Arab Emirates is an oil producing company nation, but they don't depend on oil. In fact, the, the way they have programmed it, they are programmed in such a way that if there's no oil tomorrow, they will still be fine. Because they have made desert desirable. And that's what vision does. I was privileged to go to Singapore. You know, one of, the, one of the benefits of traveling is that you get educated. I'm, I, has anybody been to Singapore before? Wow. Am I the only one that have been to Singapore? I recommend it for your next vacation. You've been there before. Singapore is, what did you say? As a child. Okay, maybe you need to go back. Singapore is a nation, is an island surrounded by water. So they can only build up. They don't have anything, including water. 
The water they drink in Singapore has to be what? Imported. But several years ago, they had the leader that realizes that, realized that they, they already had what they needed in human resources. And he built them so much, he pumped them so much that today in the whole South Asia, Singapore is the most prosperous nation because they built around natural, I mean, the, the human resources. And they are doing far better than a lot of nations that have natural resources. You would have thought it's natural resources that will make a nation prosperous. I was privileged, I mean, I've traveled. I, I, I was privileged to be in Congo several years ago. If you are talking about natural resources, I don't know of any nation in the world that can start Congo. They have everything. Everything, literally. And yet, the nation is a mess. What on? And you're wondering, with all these resources, how come that this nation is not prosperous? So what makes prosperity goes beyond ability or gifts. Nations that are so gifted. But because they lack, they lack visionary leaders, lack of visionary leadership has granted so many organizations with a lot of potentials. Potentials is not enough. In fact, the next time somebody compliments you like this, you have a lot of potential. It's not a compliment. I'm not even know what I'm talking about. You have no, I mean, I would rather be referred to based on my accomplishments. You have a lot of potential. Don't get excited. In fact, it might be an abuse. Maybe it's a way of telling you you can do better. You have so much, and yet, look at your result. Is somebody following me this morning? So visionary leadership has turned nations around, has turned companies around. So many organizations are doing amazingly well just because the, the leadership had vision. So vision is not restricted to believers. In fact, Genesis chapter 11 makes us realize there was a time on heart. Everybody came together and there was such a visionary leadership that was contrary to the will of God. They said, let's build a tower that will reach unto heaven. God did not approve it, but because the leadership was so strong, they were speaking one language, everybody was in unity, everybody was, they were not just in unity, they were in uniformity. <laughs> and they were fighting against the purpose of God. And God had to come around and say, this kind of visionary leadership. <laughs> if nothing is done to stop the process, he said, they will achieve what they have embarked on. Is somebody following? So when we're talking about vision, it's not necessarily, you know, God's people that are capable of vision. Humanity as a whole is capable of vision. There are nations that are not necessarily godly. They are not necessarily filled, you know, I mean, with Christians. And yet they are progressive just because of visionary leadership. And there are nations that have a lot of Christians, quote and unquote, but it's more of religion than visionary leadership. And their potentials is not being experienced. It's not materializing. It's not actualizing because there was a lack of vision. Vision is so powerful that the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18, it said, without vision, the people perish. Another translation says, without vision, the people, they cast off restraint. Another one says, without vision, the people, they stumble on one another. Without vision, the people are confused. Without people, without vision, the people have no direction. I remember several years ago, I was taught in physics class, there are two kinds of quantity. Let me test your knowledge of physics this morning. Can somebody tell me the two types of quantities? God bless you. That's a smart woman. 
Scala quantity. How many of you still remember scala quantity? Scala, oh, you don't? Okay, scala quantity simply means all it does is what? Magnitude. No. And there's another kind. Call what? Vector. And vector, what does it have? It does not just have magnitude. It has what? Direction. Listen, vision is what gives direction. Without vision, you are just there. Voluminous, occupying space, and not contributing anything. Vision gives direction. Vision comes with passion. If you want to, to move people in a particular direction, lead them by vision. You will see people, a small person, will feel strong. Why? Because he has been given a sense of direction. What is vision, by the way? Vision is the capturing of a clear picture of the future. The ability to capture the future. The future that has not taken place is already captured as a picture. Because until you capture that picture, I mean that future as a picture, you cannot feature it. Come on, that sounds good, right? I'm rhyming this morning. The future you have not what? Captured. Cannot be what? Featured. So there must be some kind of painting. A painting. But this time around, it's not a physical paint. It's, an, it's a mental paint. A clear picture. A mental picture of the future that has not happened. But it's clearly painted. And that is the nature, that is the capacity the human mind has. The human mind has the ability to capture a future that has not been experienced before. And that picture, if it's held on so strongly, guess what? It will happen. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, it said what these people have imagined. And that takes me to the next point, envision. You know, the word envision is the process of developing what? Vision, which involves imagination. Write it down, imagination. A lot of people, they are just allowed their imagination to just waste. And some of us, we major in memory. You know, there are two functions in human mind. The human mind has the ability to memorize. I don't know if you have realized that. A lot of you got A's and, you know, good degrees just because you use it very well. Anybody cannot relate with that. Some people can really cram. Just, foo, foo, foo. I'm one of them. I mean, don't mess with me when I was in, I mean, elementary school. I mean, I can play, you know, the system in Africa, as far as Nigeria then was different, you know, not all these continuous assessments. It's the almighty. I don't know if you know, I remember what I'm talking about. 90% exam. I can play all semester. Please don't join me. Because a week to the finals, I disappear. Anybody like me, can you wave your hands? Nobody's looking around. I disappear. Boy, I'll disappear. It's like they'll be looking for me. They won't find me. I can read 12 hours at a stretch. I capture everything. And I will enter the exam and I will download. Although after a month, I've forgotten everything. <laughs> I'm not even, I designed a formula to capture. So, you know, in spite of my playfulness, I was very playful as a young man. Thank God my children are in oh, they might be watching by live stream. You know, there are certain messages you don't want your children to listen to because the next time you bring up your point, they say, oh, I thought you were like that. So it's, I took after you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You know, every parent did well when they were in school. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. There was a story once told of how 
this uncle was always harassing his nieces and nephews when they come back with their report sheets. You know, those days in Africa, you know, is one, two, three, position one, two, three. It's a pity they don't do it again. Yeah, you know. So he said, you came seventh in a class of 70 people. What were you doing? I remember when I was your, your age mates, I was always first. How come all the parents were first? So who came second? So there was this one who was always harassing his nieces and nephews. That, you know, he was always coming first. And, you know, the nieces and nephews were always scared of him. Oh, if Uncle Caesar result, he's going to be mad. So one day they were in their grandparents' house. And they were moving things and moving things. And a, 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 a file just fell off from the cabinets. It was a move of God. <laughs> and as the file fell off, guess what came out? Report sheets of Uncle. And they saw how Uncle. <laughs> Our uncle was so average. <laughs> and they, you know, and they, they photocopied it. <laughs> so the next time uncle was out or rather, don't. We have proofs. We have pro living proof. So uncle got to know that his, I mean, his secret has been exposed. But so he couldn't, he couldn't harass them. But many people say, okay, okay, you know, just do your best. <laughs> but for several years, Uncle harassed them. He was the first. I mean, a lot of us know how to memorize. We just memorize and pour forth. I, you know, it was a method that worked for me severally. I mastered it. So a lot of people are good with memory. They can memorize things. I'm, I'm so good with memory. Don't try me. I mean, especially if it's something I like, I can tell you a match that took place 40, 45 years ago and I will list all the players. And you'll be wondering. How, I mean, it's just a gift. But listen, if that is all the gift you have, there's a problem. Because there's another part. You know, memory deals with what has happened. But there's another part to your mind, which is about what can happen, is imagination. Somebody shout imagination. And everybody, saved or unsaved, has imagination capacity. The ability to capture a future. But God just wants you to just use your imagination anyhow. He wants you to use your imagination purposefully. Because it's possible to imagine something that is not in line with God's will. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 2, it says, why do the, the Eden and the people imagine a vain thing? So it's a vain thing, and yet they imagine it. And if God will not step in to disrupt it, that vain thing will man manifest. Imagination is that powerful. Some people, are, they have imagined their poverty. They say, I know, I can't make it. If I can see myself in my sisters, I'm already struggling. Imagination and so shall it be. For as a man thinks, as a man imagines, so what is he? Your imagination literally creates your future. You can have a rich account and a poor mind. And your rich, your poor mind will eventually get you broke. Because you can see a rich future in spite of the fact that you have a, 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 a rich account now. And all of it, you know, something we, because things do happen. So just one thing will happen and you go from being so rich to being so broke. 
and you will not be able to, to, to recreate. Why? Because your mind is poor. Can you lay your hands on your mind? Say, my mind, my mind. is rich. I imagine, based on God's plan and purpose for my life. So God has created man to what? Envision his future. This world is full of things that were once in people's minds. No, there was a time there was no chair like this. But some people captured a chair like this. And today we have a chair like this. There are technologies that we don't have yet, but some people are already capturing now. And very soon, they'll be in existence. If anybody had told me when I was learning how to drive in the 80s, that time is coming that we have a car that can drive itself, I said, God forbid. God forbid. I was going over the manual of my car the other day, and I saw self-drive. I'm like, okay, although I don't use it. I'm not sure I like me. Can you be real? I'm not sure I like me. Self-drive. A car will now be driving me. I tried a little bit a while ago. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I only tried it once. I was, I've set it, i set it at, you know, automated forever. So, and I was looking at the, the red light. I said, it says it's intelligent. So, my leg, one leg was just over the brake. <laughs> I'm confident. That on case this thing fails. But lo and behold, as we're approaching the red light, it slowed down. I said, ah. You would have thought that would have converted me. I'm still not converted. How can a car be driving me? When, I mean, I'm not disabled. I'll drive myself. But listen, technologies are, are products of people's imagination. People imagine it, went into laboratory, God gave them wisdom, and guess what? They created new things. And I came, I came here to declare by the Spirit of God that newer things are about to fill our world. If you are going to be participating in the creation of these new things, can you stand up? You are part of the generation. Someone turn to you and say, I'm not a consumer primarily. I'm not a consumer primarily. In fact, say it's another person. Say, I'm not a consumer, I'm not a consumer. primarily. I'm a creator. Can you lay your hands on your mind and say, I speak to you. Mind, rise up and create based on God's plan for your generation. Say after me, say, I will serve my generation with my ability to imagine a future that's not happened. I don't care your field, whether it's accounting, whether it's technology, whether it's some... I mean, there, there are new things waiting. And God is waiting for a generation that will not be lazy. But a generation that will envision the future and produce it. Because in every generation, the people that capture the future are the ones that rule. Because they got to that future through the ability to capture it. And the rest of their generation are paying them rent. Because they are the landlords. They got there in their mind. You may be seated. Very, very important. We envision. We envision. It's a supernatural ability. I mean, it's a natural ability. Not even supernatural. Not even supernatural. Imagination is, so, is a gift that every man, saved or unsaved, has the ability to envision. But that's not where I'm going. In fact, everything I've said in the last 20 minutes, I said it to come to this point. 
I talked about vision, how powerful vision is. Vision creates focus. It, it comes with passion. Vision gives you the ability, you know, to, 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 to run. The Bible says, write the vision and let them run. That reads it. You know, once vision comes, speed is impacted. Vision is that powerful. So it comes with vision. It comes with passion. It comes with a drive. It gives your life direction. What about this? Vision keeps you alive. Men of vision don't die easily because they have something to live for. And don't, don't confuse a job with a vision. You can have a job. I have no vision. Single people, you better marry a man with a vision. If you marry a man because of his job, if he loses that job and he has no vision, he's grounded. But a man without a job or with a vision is just a matter of time. In fact, he might not need a job because he might be the one creating jobs. Vision powerful. But today, I'm not just talking about vision. I'm talking about God-sized vision. How to run with not just a natural vision. Thank God for Dubai. Thank God for Singapore. Thank God for great organizations. Coca-Cola. I mean, what's so special in Coca-Cola? And there are places that they don't know the name of Jesus, but they know Coca-Cola. They are literally taking that. I mean, what's so special? And yet, what about, what about McDonald's? A compilation of junks. And yet, they have packaged themselves so well that your children will harass you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Those of you that are the rookies, try it. We had to bind the spirit of McDonald's in our house several years ago. Then no McDonald's again. And it was a fight before we won the battle. Because they programmed the kids. Some people sat down and prepared it and achieved it. And God was not in it. But beyond that, God is looking for a generation that will not just run with a selfish vision, but rather will run with a what? A God-sized vision. What is a God-sized vision? Let me tell you something about a God-sized vision. A God-sized vision is a vision that you cannot achieve by yourself. A vision that all it takes is you. It's not God-sized. If you already have the facilities, the resources, the abilities, the capacity, the, the you know, the... the the, what do you call it? The intellect to get it done, the association, you know, the connection, everything the natural to achieve it. And, you know, you don't really need God, then it's not God's size. And God is saying in this season, I'm not just calling you to a vision, I'm calling you to, to vision that are big enough for you to achieve without me. Vision that, you know, by the time you receive it, you will know this will require some time in prayer. If God does not get involved, there's no way it can be done. God-sized vision. God-sized vision. That's what God is calling us to. God-sized vision must be downloaded. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. I will not try to finish everything today because we have next week. But remember, we're praying on Friday because the major part of God-sized vision. Remember, God-sized vision will require the involvement of God. And God is saying, thank God for what you've seen in, in your world, in different nations, as a result of men that envision. But there is a generation that I'm calling to something bigger, higher. A generation that will not just do natural, but they will do supernatural. 
God-sized vision. So God-sized vision must be downloaded from the spirit realm. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. God-sized vision. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor hear heard, nor have entered into the art of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Can I prophesy over a people this morning? God, they say something is coming to your wall that has never been seen, that has never been heard, that no generation has experienced. But these things are prepared for God's people. In other words, what I'm talking about is going to be beyond humanity. It must be humanity that carries divinity. God has to prepare it for it to be experienced. Verse 10. So God has prepared these things. He said, but, he said, but God has revealed them. So God's size vision must be revealed. Not researched primarily. You know, a lot of times we end up with amazing products because of great researches. But God is saying you are in a season that a lot of things are going to be manifested in your world, not just because of great researches, but because of great revelation by the Spirit of God. Lift up your two hands and shout, I'm open. I can't hear you say, I am open to revelation. You know, there are things that if they are not revealed, there's no way you can know them. Research will not be enough to tap into these things. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says, I has not seen, he has not heard. It's yet to come to the understanding of man. And he said, he said the secret things belong to God. And the things which are revealed, they belong to what? To you. So it has to be revealed for it to belong to, to you. Because they are God's possession. And because you are God's children, you know how to access by revelation. Can you say after me, say, I access by revelation. I download from a superior realm. So you don't just do life naturally. You do life supernaturally. You have the ability to pull down, to pull things down from a, a superior realm. There is a physical realm. There's a natural realm, but there is a spiritual realm. And God is saying, I'm going to give people the ability to download ideas. Not just from the natural, but from the spiritual. How many of you are part of the generation that we download? The downloading generation, where are they? Can, I, can they introduce themselves to me? Come on, I'm looking for them. They are still sitting now. Oh my God. I say, I'm, I'm speaking prophetically. I speak to your womb right now in the name of Jesus. I declare you have capacity to download greatness in your generation. Somebody shout, I download. Somebody shout it loud and clear. Say, I download. God is saying they have to be downloaded. They have to be revealed. You know, Jesus told Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed. Why? Flesh and blood, does they don't reveal. He said, my father, via my spirit, must reveal them to you. You may be seated. So these things have to be downloaded. So for it to be God's size, it has to be downloaded. It has to be downloaded. It has to be what? Downloaded. Somebody shout, downloaded. Downloaded. Say loud and clear, say Downloaded. Secondly, God's size vision, God's size vision is built around God's agenda. Are you following me? God's size vision is built around what? God's agenda. As opposed to personal advancements. 
I want to build a house. Oh, yes, God wants you to build a house. I want to buy a car. Yes, God wants you to buy a car. He wants you to have a good job. But you know what? God's agenda is much bigger than your small house. I don't care whether your house is 10 bedroom. It's still so small compared to God's bigger purpose. God's size vision. That's what we're talking about. God's size vision. Built around God's agenda as opposed to personal advancements. It's not just about personal advancement. God expects you to develop a vision based on the sphere of influence you are called to occupy. Hallelujah. You can take the notes away, please. Just put the notes when it's necessary. Don't put it permanently, please. <laughs> God's size vision is built around God's agenda as opposed to personal advancement. God expects you to develop a vision based on the sphere of influence you are called to occupy. Now, there are seven spheres of influence. Listen to me. There are what? Seven spheres of what? Influence. There is a sphere of religion. Church. But you know that sphere, there's a lot of work going on because some people say, oh, God is anything you call him to be. But we know there is a true God we worship in spirit and in truth. Somebody shout amen. But beyond, you know, getting saved, experiencing Christ, God doesn't want you to just stay within the four walls of the church. He wants you to be able to contribute to your world. You know, there was a time they taught us, you know, don't get contaminated, so, you know, stay holy, you know, don't mix with the world. Now, how will they know there is light if the light is not surrounded by darkness? So, it's erroneous to say just because we are consecrated, we don't, you know, relate. We don't relate with the world. No. We relate. In fact, God has called some of us to critical mountains. And some of the mountains that need to be filled with Christians in our days is politics and government. We need Christians there. Politics and government was not created for the devil and his boys. But the reason why it seems the devil and his boys are the ones ruling that space is because they are the ones there. What about Hollywood? Entertainment. God, now listen, humanity is created, is designed in such a way that we like pleasure. True or false? Come on, talk to me. It's natural to stay in front of your Netflix and finish a series. You are not necessarily demonic. Because I've done it before. For I still did it last week. There was this nice series. You know, I'm not even know those kind of series. You start it. They know what they are doing. They program it. You start it. There was, a, there was one I watched like two months ago. I did all night. No prayer. <laughs> Interesting enough, it was not even uh, a, a movie. Like It was a documentary on Netflix. But it was so engaging. You watch the first one. Ah, no, you can't wait till next week. Let's, <laughs> let's run it. You run it. It's natural. Can you not imagine contents that are full of God? Get on your feet, everybody. I'm closing. Contents that are what? Full of God. And we need people in that space. I want to pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. 
whatever, whatever God has called you to occupy in this season, I declare, I see you taking your mantle and occupying that space. Amen. Somebody shout, I, I occupy. occupy. Come on, lift up your chest and shout, I, I occupy. occupy. In fact, do me a favor. I want you to lift up your two hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for the next two minutes. And the reason you are praying is that you are praying for God to help you so that you will find your mountain and dominate in your mountain. Go ahead. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Lift up your two hands and pray. Lift up your two hands and pray. Say, Lord. I'm helped, to, I'm helped by you to discover my mountain, to, to discover my mountain. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I occupy. I occupy. I occupy. I occupy. Jesus said, occupy till I come. That doesn't mean stay in church service. Fill your mountain. Develop a God-sized vision for your industry. Be a voice. Bantaya sota ba 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 ba. Somebody shout, I, I occupy. Let me hear you one more time. Shout, I, I occupy. I occupy. No, that's it. God is saying, develop a bigger vision than yeah, I need to get to that job that, so that I can move to a big place. No. What about I want you to place me strategically? For, will they pay me well? Yes. But beyond being paid well, it will give me a voice. Are you getting the picture? Can you imagine if you are the director? People will listen to you. If you tell them, can you follow me to church? They will follow you. Because they want to be like you. You know, I don't know if you know your life preaches a better message than your words. I'm saying this because I need you to be very intentional as you pray. You're going to lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, help me to be sensitive to your vision. Help me to capture your vision. Help me to see what you are seeing so that I can play my role in this end time. Can, can you pray for yourself for the next one minute? Pray for yourself for the next one minute. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. I occupy. Can you lift up your hands in thanksgiving? Because the help of God is available for you. Because you are taking your place in destiny. You are fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. You are not just going to fill numbers. You are going to dominate. Somebody says, I occupy. I dominate. I rule. I rule. I'm not if you want to rule with power. Listen. Before David will be able to take over the throne of Saul, he has to be anointed by Samuel. 
And that's why after God had said to Saul, to Samuel, I've rejected Saul. And the Lord is telling me, he said, to tell you, he said, there are so many souls God is rejecting. But the David must be anointed. Are you listening to me? Because what you are going to encounter in the palace is not natural. There are demons in the palace. And without the anointing, you will not be dominated. Do you know it took years, even before David could have the whole Israel under his domain? Under his domain. Why? There are demons in every industry. I want you to do something which is prophetic. You're going to say, I speak with authority. Every demonic spirit in my space, I speak light. Be. I'm not you got it. There are a lot of things you are calling natural, but they are not natural. Some of you wondering why you've not been promoted. It's not natural. Because the devil is scared. If you take that office, you will lose influence. Say after me, say, I declare. I declare every demonic influence in my space. Lie. Be. You're going to shout, light, be seven times. And after the seventh time, you're going to bust into, into other tongues. Can you do it? One, two, three, start. Can you pray in the Holy Ghost? Lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Forces have been displayed. The might of God is taking over everywhere. Light be. Light be. I take over by God. I take over by God. Light be. Light be. Light be. Light be. Light be. We give you praise. Light be. Father, we thank you. Wave your hands all over. Why are you blessed today? Are you ready to take over? Come on, are you ready to take over? I want you to celebrate because you are taking over. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But remember, your takeover does not end with being blessed. What is the de destination? Can I hear you? What is the destination? Where are we going? Being a what? Blessing. Having a voice for Jesus. So God is going to bless you in this season. But ultimately, it's about what? Being a blessing. How many of you are looking forward to the rest of this series? Running with a what? A God-sized vision. As powerful as the series is, there's a power that must back it. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.